Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the last stand, and here is your host, Brian Custer. That's right. It is the last stand where we bring you the biggest names in sports and entertainment and in combat sports. Our guest today is one of the biggest. Former UFC welterweight champion whose reign lasted nearly three years. He's now making his debut in the sweet science. He's known as the chosen one. Tyron Woodley joins us here on the Last Stand. Champ, how you doing? How are you? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Brother. Hey, let me ask you something. When did you make the decision that you said, you know what, I'm going to box and I'm going to do it professionally? You know, what's funny is um, when I was fighting in Strike Force, my lawyer actually had put in a contract that I could box because I wanted to box in. So Showtime at that time, they agreed to allow me to box as long as they had approval of the opponent and things of that nature. But we thought it was a good idea for me to focus more on mixed martial arts and not cross over. Um, <clears throat> so when I got to the UFC, it was not really, you know, unless it was the one time Conor did, outside that you really don't see people go outside the UFC contract and fight for different organizations or definitely not boxing. So something I've always wanted to do is something I wanted to do before I even thought about doing mixed martial arts. And it just came a proper time, a proper place. And I had been thinking my last two fights, I was like, man, I really want to box. I don't know if I always told myself that, you know, in between the contract or whatever, I would box. But I, I knew I was running out of time. And this opportunity came up and I jumped all over it. How did this opportunity come about, though? How did the fight with Jake Paul come about? Jake Paul was looking for an opponent. You know, he had fought my teammate Ben Askren. Um, it was a time where I was going in the back and I was actually evaluating his gloves to make sure, you know, he didn't have no, no foul play. And some of his guys are, you know, trying to get clout. And that's the thing about, you know, I don't like it because I'm old school, but clout is the way that people get followers up. It's the way that I know you, let me take a picture with you. And right. people think I'm cool because I'm with you. That's the definition of clout. I've always done it the old school way, you know. I've went out there and earned it, worked hard for it, and I don't really care if you know me or not, but you're going to feel me when we get into this uh, ring. So that's what it was. It was some of these guys trying to get clout, and they see that, okay, it's a market for this. Ben's fighting against Jake. These guys haven't fought, you know what I mean, boxing before for real, and they're making way more money than what I ever made, so let me try to put my name in a hat by doing this BS, and that's kind of what took place, and I just kind of brushed it off because at the end of the day, I told him, I said, I don't play games. I don't know if you know about me. I really get down. I don't play games. I don't do this type of stuff. And uh, I let it be known at that time that you can do whatever you want, but I'm not the one, you know, because I'm going to take everything serious. I'm going to go crazy with it. And um, 
people saw that and they, they didn't like the way that they were being disrespectful and then people were like, no, nah, we want to see Tyron fight him. And then it started going crazy. And then Ben said, you know, who do you want to fight? Who do you think he should fight next? And Ben was like, I think Tyron should fight him. And I was looking like, all right, I'm in. Well, we, let's, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. So that's kind of how it started. And then uh, from that point, when he signed the dotted line, it was already war. There's mm-hmm. nothing more you can do. Like you say, okay, I'm going to go to war and I'm going to take it easy on my enemy. Yeah. No, it's, it's kill, kill, kill. And that's yeah. what I was already thinking. So... I'm just blessed, man. I'm blessed. How, how, how does this in a pay-per-view fight compare to the buildup of a UFC type fight? I mean, it's Are a movie. Different? It's a whole. It's a whole movie. It's a whole thing. It's a whole deal. Everything the, from the promotion. It's been done in a way where I can really honestly say that it's been very thoughtful. On the on the, we still have to train. Mm-hmm. We still have to sleep. But they've gotten as much juice out of the out of the fruit as they could as far as like pushing it out there in the media and everything was scheduled. Like some of these pictures and stuff that you guys are just saying, we took them months ago, you yeah. know what I mean? But they just really had a strategy on boom, 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 boom. And it's like the final finale of the fireworks on the fourth that you thought it was over with. Right when you thought it was over with, doom, 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 more fireworks come out. So that's the the best way I can explain it. It's been a it's been a journey, it's been a ride. Like I really think you know, I'm not going to say what I'm thinking because my sister told me sometimes you speak things out and people take your damn idea and they run with it. But I just had a fire-ass idea for this. But it's been a movie. Yeah. It's been great. And at the press conference, it seemed like, yo, that thing kind of got heated after yeah. a while. And you, and you were you were really upset. Explain to us what happened. Something, someone say First, something. I was just... I was just I was just annoyed. <laughs> I'm glad I brought my sunglasses because to hear people say what they think everybody want to hear them say to me has always been corny. And as a man, the worst thing a woman, a man, or anything if I can say to you is you corny. Nobody want to be called corny as a man. And that's all it was. It was just cloud chasing corniness. And it was just a situation where I was like, oh my God, I can't even take it no more. And then, you know, some disrespectful things took place. I just feel like certain things are off limit when you're building a fight. Yeah. And um, some of those things took place. And, you know, I told him I told him a long time ago when in that locker room, I don't play those games. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, hopefully they understand that, you know, the fight is one thing. Money is another thing. But when it comes down to flesh and blood, I'll draw it if, if it comes down to it. Yeah. Uh, at, at our press conference in L.A., uh, you said, and I, I had it written down, quote, Easiest fight of my career, biggest purse of my career, all in one night. Basically, they brought me in here to take the trash out. Can't wait to shut this bitch up. This is getting done for the culture, the whole MMA boxing community to rid this guy of combat sports. When was that? That was in L.A. Remember what I told you? I just said I already was at 10. Yeah. So that's how I felt then. That's the same way I feel now. There's nothing that transpired in the press conference that make me feel more of a way. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that happens in training that he said or posted or meme or did whatever. I was already there at that point. Mm-hmm. That was in June, mm-hmm. July, maybe. And now we're in August at the end of it. And, you know, I feel the same way. I feel like, you know, we need to just shut people up that haven't been through the fire, that want the spoils. He want the spoils of the culture. I am culture. Mm-hmm. They rap about what I lived. And you think you're going to walk around with some VVS necklaces and shirt off and da da da, da and you're going you're gonna to zap what I, what I lived through? No, you're not going to do that. You're going to get hurt. That's what's going to happen. Uh, who do you think's got more pressure on them in this fight? I mean, because he's talked a lot of stuff. There's so many people who 
let's be honest, want to see him get knocked out. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people in the boxing MMA community like, yo, Tyron, you got to yeah. stop this guy. Uh-oh. Is it you? Is it him? Who's got the more pressure? I feel like I could have, uh, I could have adopted that pro- that pressure. I could have said, "Okay, I got you." Oh my God, everybody, everybody banking on me. I could have done that, but I didn't. He has the pressure. He's in Cleveland. That sounds cute to fight in your hometown. He's never done it before. Mm-hmm. I have. With all those tickets, everybody want tickets. You in the comfort and all. It's sometimes it's good to be uncomfortable in a weird environment. You know what I mean? I was jogging today, and I was jogging by the water, and I was just thinking, peace, peace, be still, peace, be still. This ain't my battle. It's the Lord's. And I was running. I seen the stop sign, but then I seen green lines as we was running. I'm like, I'm running through the stop sign, and I'm picking it up when I was getting tired. I saw a hill. I'm like, Coach, you don't need to do no hills. We in shape. You know, let's go flat. And then he looked at me, and he didn't have to say nothing. And we started sprinting up the hill. That mentality is different. So I don't have the pressure, you know what I mean? I don't have the, the pressure to show people that I belong. People know I belong. My life is shown that I belong, you know what I mean? He has a pressure of proving people wrong, that he belongs in the sport, that he's a true contender, that this boxing thing is not a bucket list. He has a pressure of doing it in front of his hometown fans. He has a pressure of all the requests that are going to come in, you know what I mean? And he hasn't even been in the ring enough minutes to claim it claim experience yeah he can't you know what i mean and he i gotta worry about what a right hand and a jab a right hand and a jab he don't know what the hell he gotta worry about he's never been in there with somebody like me ever do you think uh with a victory it puts an end to this youtube boxing thing i mean the thing about it is youtube boxing thing is the thing but this is a fight Mm mm-hmm this ain't that. This ain't that. Right. He just so happened to be a YouTuber in Disney first, and I just so happened to be a mixed martial artist first. But if you guys see, this is a fight. It's going to look like a fight. It's not going to look like you know, oh, this guy is just what? Are they, oh, why are we watching this? It's going to like no, these motherfuckers fighting. Mm-hmm. And when I go out there and I and I and I devastatingly just hurt him in a way that I do, everybody's going to be like, I want to see him do it again. Wow. And that's what I feel. You think it? You beat him. He'll win. He'll, uh, he'll say, "Okay, win." I got to exercise that rematch clause. Win. <laughs> when you beat him, you yeah. have to. I got to exercise that rematch clause. I don't feel nothing. Mm. I feel like I move when God tell me to move. If you want to, if you want that noise again, he can get it again. He can. We can take a deep breath, go in the back, get the little smell and salt. We can do it again that day. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say no. If, if I'm fighting a, a person that. I feel so strongly that I'm prepared to fight and I beat him and you're going to give me another chance to go back and sharpen up even more and add new tools and you think you couldn't do it the first time, you're going to do it the second time? Sign me up. You, you said the biggest uh, payday of your career. I, I, I almost like, well, no, you got to be kidding. Yeah. UFC. I mean, I made money in UFC. I've been, I've been also record-breaking pay-per-views. Fought the first fight Madison Square Garden. I was a fight of the night on the biggest card they've ever had. They'll never have a card like that again. Could but, be but this Connor. is still the biggest payday? Um, I wouldn't say it's, a, it's, a, it's the biggest upfront money. That's uh-huh. what I would say. But I but I've been paid. Because I was paid well. I could like everybody. We can always get paid more. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, I felt like the UFC. I was worth worth more yeah. um, than what I got paid a few times. But also, it was some times that I got paid more than maybe I was worth at the time compared to you know to what I did. So I don't like to I don't like to be like the woe is me. Okay. God, God got everything under control, and if I didn't make it there, it's gonna be double for my trouble. I'm gonna make it up now. Because uh, Dana White, I guess, must have saw that, and his reply to Tyron Woodley was, quote, bullshit. 
I mean, Dana, blessings to you, my man. You built the empire. I'm thankful that you allowed me to compete on it, to show the world my, my talents that God gave me. I was a world champion for many years. I did it in a way that nobody did it before. I beat the number one contenders, a specialist. I did it for three years straight. Um, I'm one of two. Me and John Jones are the only people that defended the belt four times in less than a calendar year. So I'm thankful for to you. I have no smoke with him. Last one on Dana <clears throat> White. His quote, quote, Tyron Woodley is 40 years old, hasn't won a fight in three years, and this is something that's actually, he, and this is, talking about UFC, it's something he's actually supposed to be good at, please. Yeah. He's just trying to sell a fight and make some money. Your, your thoughts on that? I mean, I just feel like at the end of the day, when you secure what you do, you don't have to say much. You know what I mean? This, this fight is a threat. Mm. How many times have you heard the UFC market the biggest pay-per-view of the year? When Conor fought um, Dustin Poirier for the third time. The biggest pay-per-view of the year. You know why? Because this is the biggest pay-per-view of the year. And everybody not going to like your success. And I can't make him like what I'm doing. I can't make him respect me. When you think about it, I'm, I'm representing them to a certain degree. They should be supporting me. They should have my back. They should be riding. They should be trying to co-promote. They should have really put the engines behind it. But at the end of the day, I can't force what I think they should do. At the end of the day, like I said... I don't have no smoke with nobody. You know, I'm going out here to do my thing. And I don't see the naysayers. I don't know where they at. Mm-hmm. I don't know their name. I don't know their number. They don't eat off my my purse. I don't have to provide for them. I don't have to change their diaper. So I'm focusing on the people that are really there, that are that really supporting and, and believing in me. And also, you know, some people that, that are actually wanting me to win. My yeah. kids need me to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? For their future. So... Um, I don't have a lot to say about that. What's what's your end goal in boxing? My end goal, I want a belt, man. I don't I don't ever do nothing. MMA, I got into it at 23. I was a young MMA fighter. I got into wrestling to be an NCAA champion, Olympic gold medalist. Oh, I didn't get that. Then I got into MMA to be uh, the best ever. I was a world champion multiple times, but I never felt like I was the best ever. It's my last time in the sport to really maximize and get to that top, 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 top and finish the way God showed me. So I'm not here for one fight against Jake. I'm here for to show people that this fight against Jake is going to introduce you. I am here. I ain't going nowhere. I'm about to put hands on a lot of people and I'm going to get a belt. Watch what I tell you. It's going to be surprising to many, but ask Bernard Hopkins how you feel about that. And and listen, I I asked Jake the same thing. If you lose this fight, will you fight again in boxing? I'm not going to lose this fight. And that's all I got to say. Love it. Um, you trained with Floyd for a little... Give me the best piece of advice Floyd gave you. Composure. You Composure. MMA is a lot of rah-rah. We do a lot of wasted motion, a lot of over-exaggerative slips and bounces, and we take ourselves out of position sometimes to counter and see. Um, <clears throat> anticipation. You don't have to anticipate. When you train and you train um, body language and you train to see punches and feel... You only move when you see it. You don't have to do one, two, roll, two, two, three, two. It may not be a hook coming while you roll for it. So that's the thing that I think is most important. And um, just knowledge. He don't, like to, he don't like to talk about a lot of stuff we train. And yeah. that makes sense. You know, these guys have not been able to defeat him, not because he's going out and writing books and doing seminars and online academies about his entire system. He keeps his corner close, and I'm glad that, you know, the whole squad has adopted me, and I'm in there now. So now I'll be able to be blessed with those, that, that instruction, that training, um, not only just for this fight, but many, many fights to come. MMA trainer uh, Faraz Sahabi, mm-hmm. 
said this, quote, I hate to say this, but I definitely think Jake Paul will definitely be on PEDs. I don't think Tyron will be on PEDs. I think Tyron will be totally natural. But does it make a difference? It absolutely does. End quote. What do you think? He had some weird acne on his face in L.A. when I saw it. And um, he looked a lot bigger as the press conference went through. And I looked a lot leaner. And um, I've always had thoughts that he was. And just think about the pressure and anxiety. And, you know, if it was somebody that was a cardio athlete, you would try to run more than them. If it was somebody that was, you know, more skilled and technical, you bring in the most skill. But if somebody that's known for hitting people one time and it's a rap, power, explosion, something I was born with, um, I feel like the only way you can make that up is injection or pill or whatever. So I'm not going to say the claim that I think that, but I've always thought that, um, like, I've fought a lot of guys that have been on PEDs, and I saw, like, saw some weird acne on his face that wasn't just, like, adolescent acne, and it kind of made me be like, hmm. But that tells me that he thinks I'm better than him. I'm superior to him if he took that. And when you swing big and you macho, macho, and you miss, miss, miss big, and you get lit up, I don't know if you made your face and jawline bigger, but it also made it a bigger target for me to touch and put you down. I remember at the press conference, one of the biggest things that came out of it was the bet, the bet thing. Yeah. Loser had to get the other one's name mm-hmm. tattooed and do it live on Instagram. It, 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 will y'all stick to that? I mean, that don't even apply to me. Yeah. So if he, like you said, it, when you win, I don't. I don't to him. be honest, I don't. I don't even care if he gets yeah. it. Yeah. That was his bet. I just, I just got tired of him trying to be in the driver's seat. He, he's betting to deflect nervousness. That's his. That's his security blanket. He's betting. He's, he's distracting. We're fighting, motherfucker. I don't care what necklace and watch you got on. I don't care if you fucking want to bet me to ten burpees if I don't do this. No, he's make. He's distracting himself. He's, he's scared. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's okay. Sometimes fear and scare makes you, oh, I got to do this so he don't do it to me. But I'm going to do it to him all night long. Pause. You already know I'm not talking about that because you know how the memes be. <laughs> people, be people be taking out the little one piece and they miss the whole message. Right. But, yeah, I'm literally at grips with the fact that he's, he's, he's scared. Yeah. And he's doing these things, the tattoo bed and the $2 million bed and all this other stuff. Like, it's all a part of the show, and I just did not subscribe to the show. Yeah. Um, how, how does this training compare to UFC training? Because you, you guys go through a lot. A lot. We go through a lot. Um, we actually run out of time to actually get it all in. When you think about trying to rest, recover, you know what I mean? All these different um, ballistic training sessions, strength and conditioning, flipping tires, running, sprinting, versus climbing, long road work, boxing, sparring, Muay Thai sparring, MMA sparring, grapple boxing where you take the head gear off and you punch 20%. Most people still be punching 100 MMA people, me hits. And then we go on the ground, it's full wrestling, full jiu-jitsu. And then you think about your body being here for a while, and then now you're stretched out in guards and flipping, and somebody's trying to stretch you out. And then after that, you go and wrestle, your neck's still sore from when you was fighting the triangle choke, your arm's still sore from you boxing, and now you're trying to lift weights. Yeah. And we rah, 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 rah through it. Boxing has showed me a different way, you know what I mean? Tyrone Woodley, Hall of Famer? All day. Hmm. Without before this, I was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for everybody who watches and listens to this podcast, we allow them to submit questions. We got a number of them for it. Right. Only picked out the best ones <clears> here on Twitter. First one, Dominic from Twitter says, "Will the MMA ever get the Ali Act? You think?" Whew. Tough to say. Yeah. The only thing about MMA is that um, we're 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 divided from the start. 
we're taught to talk shit about each other on uh, press conference. We go crazy on each other. Twitter, the way we get a fight is really reducing somebody as much as possible. So how are we going to now hold hands, lock and kumbaya? Yeah. No, it's very difficult. Um, people are so excited to be Dana White's best friend. He called me and boss, 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 and gave me a bonus and all this other stuff. So m many fighters can't afford to take off the time that it would take to, to stand up. Um, the fighters at the top, like, shit, no, I'm at the top now. I don't know when I'm going to get this chance again. And I'm making money now. Y'all should have did that when I was broke. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So you really would have to have a fighter that's making above medium money that can they got another bag in his back pocket and said no I'm, I'm willing to sit down for what i believe in that's only one category the yeah. people that are making sixteen thousand to fight on tv they can't afford to do that they fight three times a year i mean they they're not making enough money justin from twitter same thing kind of what you already answered he says regardless of the outcome against jake paul uh, when it comes to boxing, uh, will you continue to fight world-class opponents? I will win this fight in dominant fashion, and people will look at me like, man, he may have a chance at a world title, and I'm going to be put in a position where I can prove it. Last one here from Twitter. It says, how do you keep going despite the recent setbacks? Uh, barring the paycheck, what motivates you? I mean, the paycheck never motivated me. It was, it was, it was nice. Um, maybe it was more the appreciation that I felt like my value was actually respected. Um, the motivation for me is greatness. God showed me, he showed me in my exit and the, the revelation of my career was going to be very similar to the beginning of it. And I did not see that in those last lessons I learned. So now this is the route. I don't sweat the technique. I thought it would have been in mixed martial arts, but it sounds like it's going to be in boxing. Ty, last segment of this show is called The Last Stand. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. You just give me the first thing that comes to your mind. You're okay. Ready? Here we go. First thing comes to your mind when I say Jake Paul. Toast. First thing comes to your mind when I say Dana White. Indifferent. First thing that comes to your mind when I say Colby Covington. Goofy. <laughs> Toughest fight in your MMA career. Nathan Coy. Hmm. Biggest puncher you've ever faced. Robbie Lawler. Hmm. Biggest win you're most proud of. Darren Till. And face of the UFC is who? Right now? Damn. I don't even know. Mm. My bad. The GOAT of the, of the UFC is who? Anderson Silva. Here we go. Tyron Woodley. Boom. It's been a pleasure, my brother. Pleasure's mine. I, I love that we're going to see you in boxing now here going forward. We'll be seeing a lot of each other. That's hot. That's mm -hmm. what we do here on The Last Stand. We bring you the biggest names in sports, like the chosen one, Tyron Woodley. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you next week.